I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I'm very excited to have Ryan Dowdy on the podcast today. Uh, Her path has crossed mine uh, over the the years through some entrepreneurial uh, groups I've done. And uh, when I had the opportunity to have her on, I'm jumped at the chance. Uh, She is full of knowledge and I you're really going to love this episode. And before I bring Ryan on, let me just give you a little bit more info. And, uh, she has, um, it's a be in the room founded by Ryan Dowdy is the leadership collective for women in business, a supportive, no BS community for women in a business packed with leadership education. You won't find anywhere else since 2005, Ryan has sat in front of hundreds of business owners to develop marketing plans and taught thousands of sales reps, business owners, and entrepreneurs how to sell. She discovered the reason that some clients were wildly successful and others were not coming down to one thing, true self-leadership. These are six principles that when truly mastered, give both individuals and companies access to unlimited business and career growth, self-trust, personal responsibility, self-awareness, self-concept, emotional intelligence, and growth mindset. As a creator of the self-leadership principles, Ryan partners with individuals and companies to take on inside-out approach to business growth. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, NBC, Fox, Associated Press, and the Daily Dispatcher, including many, many others. And uh, she has hundreds of additional publications to top that. Please welcome Ryan Dowdy to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, Heather. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I am super excited to dive in. You are a wealth of knowledge and very inspirational to women entrepreneurs. So I'm very excited uh, for the listeners to hear what you have to share and teach us. But before we do that, um, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Ooh, so my favorite cookie are snickerdoodles. Okay. Um, I love them. And my favorite cookie memory, I don't know, going way back. So it's not at all related to snickerdoodles, but so my mother worked for Nabisco growing up. So like Nabisco is now Mondelez, but like Oreos, Chips Ahoy, like those were a plentiful in our house. That was like back in the day where they were like, they dropped this box of Oreos. You can bring it home. So nice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't love cookies because they were so readily available, right? Like they weren't a treat in my house. Like I had friends that would come over and they'd be like, you got any cookies? I'm like, of course we have cookies. Like we always have cookies. And so for that reason, I was just never into cookies, which is why I did not discover my love of snickerdoodles because I was much older because like if I was going to go anywhere or get a sweet or do anything, like cookies were not my jam. Even now, like I know people love like crumble cookie and I've had them. They're amazing. I would walk past the shop all day long. You're, you think they're just okay. I see. I think they're good, but I have had them at someone's house. I haven't had them fresh from the place. So it might be, but I mean, crumble, you can send me some if you want. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We can change our story if they're anyway, Uh, (laughs) but like I would walk past the cookie shop all day long and like walk into the ice cream shop. Right. Because cookies were, you know, they were no big deal in our house. They were always there. I will always take ice cream over cookies. I mean, (laughs) I will. I'm a big ice cream fan. Um, 
coffee ice cream is my favorite. People look at me like I've got four heads, but I, I do anything coffee flavored. It's just bluebell. I grew up on that, but I, you know, or obviously coffee ice cream wedged in between two cookies would not be terrible either. There is a cookie shop here where I live that's called Mary's mountain cookies. Um, it's, I think a franchise, but they do ice cream sandwiches. So you can get two snickerdoodles with like ice cream in the middle. And it's like as big as your head, Heather, it's incredible. Wow. And you, of course, never eat it in one sitting. Of course, not even a little bit. It's like my family of four can eat that. (laughs) (laughs) Says our story today. We're not having a bad day. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I've finished one by myself before. (laughs) Quite possible, but you know, prove it. I mean, we all have those issues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey, Amen. there's nothing wrong with that. So, okay. You have a lot of experience. Um, I know you from, um, a program that I did a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you float around the, the internet. And so why are some women wildly successful while others are not, even though we have access to the same resources? Like what have you found when working with all of these people? Yeah, it's, I've asked my question, myself that question, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times this year, as I've gone through just a massive reinvention, Heather, and what I have boiled it down to is it's our relationship and our belief in ourselves. Yeah. Right. It's clearly not actually, it's like imposter syndrome is what they sometimes will call it. Imposter syndrome, belief, um, so like all the things, so the self-leadership principles you mentioned in my bio, like it really is our self-trust. Like, do I trust myself to, to do this thing? You know, um, do I have the self-awareness to understand like what role I should play and what role I shouldn't. Right. Um, as far as like emotional intelligence, do I let my emotions run me or, and can I see my emotions for what they are and take action anyway? Right. So imposter syndrome kind of buttons it up, but there's, there's so much that goes into, um, really being wildly successful. That's not access to information. Cause let's not get information cheap these days. Right. Yeah. So it really is about, you know, do I trust myself to take this information and, and bring it to life, um, in a way that's impactful. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing it information's everywhere. Of course. And that is also, I feel part of the problem because mm-hmm. it's analysis paralysis and yep. everyone has their own opinions and a lot of the times everyone is saying the same thing, but just in their own way. And it can get confusing because when we hear something, you and I could hear the same exact thing and register it completely differently. So it's, it almost gets to where it's analysis paralysis. Yep. Hands down. Uh, And that's where that relationship with self comes, right? When you get, when you have true self-trust and true self-awareness, you don't get stuck in analysis process, right? Like you've learned to tune into yourself and listen to yourself and be like, okay, yeah, this is the direction I need to go with this. Or when it comes to self-awareness, I'll give you an example. I am, um, you know, a high D on the disc, um, depending on the day on the Enneagram and an eight, some days I'm a three, but either way, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get shit done kind of girl. Right. And like, I'm a visionary, I'm big picture. I run fast. I suck at details. Right. So, uh, you know, let's, let's talk, we're on a podcast, right. Talk about launching a podcast, right. Everybody, when you start a business, like you should launch a podcast, right? Like I have the self-awareness to know that I can talk into a microphone all day long. I have no business launching a podcast, um, because of the details I would have to hire somebody to do that. Right. Like I have the self-awareness to know that I don't, that is not a good use of my skill set. And I think that's where people get stuck is 
they're looking for the information presented in a way that feeds to their skill set instead of have the self-awareness to say, I can take this information and I can run it through a filter and I can take what I need, which is podcasting is an amazing tool to tell your story. It's an amazing way to connect with new people. People love podcasts, but also know that like I have zero business trying to edit audio and Correct. figure out how to put it out into the world. And when I started my podcast, that was exactly where I was. I was like, I did my research. I talked to a bunch of people. I have to start a podcast. It's really easy. You can do it yourself. And I, after doing the research, I was like, no, yeah, no, like I could do it. Of course. Do I want to No, because yeah. I just don't have the time. I think it, it could be no. And I would rather pay X, Y, Z found yeah. a great person. I'm like, great flat fee. Cool. You're going to do it. Awesome. I just have to record it. Perfect. Like I, the most thing I have to do is put in a Dropbox and now I have an assistant who does it all and she's fantastic. So it's like, you knowing what your capacity is, is a huge, huge thing to know because it's okay to not want to do it. Like it doesn't make you lazy. It just makes you more productive in the end. So I'll give you another specific example. So, you know, we met in a, in a, or connected or came across one another's path in a community that um, the live launch was taught. Right. And, um, there were people who were inside of that program who loved the results of what a live launch could do, but they hated live video. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? And it was because again, it's a self-awareness idea of like, I'm never going to be successful in pulling off a live launch because I hate live video or, um, you know, so it's those types of things that were like, yeah, the information's great. The information side of that program, um, changed my life in a million different ways, right. Got me out of a corporate job. Um, I mean, there was a lot of really positive things about that experience, but it's because I loved live video, right? Like I was, a, I was a corporate yeah. trainer in another life, standing up in front of a room full of people and telling them what I know, like, hell yeah. But there were people that I would run into in that program. They'd be like, well, I've launched four times and, um, it just didn't work for me. And I'm like, what do you mean? It didn't work for you. And it was like, because they hate my video or, you know, selling from stage was not something they were comfortable doing. So it's having the self-awareness to know that while that tool is a wildly successful tool for somebody who loves to sell from stage who loves to be on live video, who loves to teach, right? Like that's who makes, that's who's really great at live launching. If you hate all those things, you shouldn't. So I think that's where the, the overabundance of information has, has, because people think I have to do it that way to be successful. And that's not true, right? Like you can find a way to be successful in a way that serves you. And that's where that self-awareness um, and that self-trust comes into play. Yeah. And I talk about it a lot, especially recently on the podcast with many other guests where it's like, <clears throat> you're your version of perfect doesn't have to be exactly cookie cutter to the one down the street. So you want to do exactly what Sally or Jane are doing. Right. And you see it like, man, that's awesome. I'm going to do it. Well, their lifestyles, their dynamics, their, the way that they think are completely different than you. So you can take what the end result is over there and create it in your own way. And that's your sense of perfect just because it looks differently than somebody else's way of doing it. But your goal is the same. doesn't make it any less or, or more. And so knowing like your, like how you function and it's okay. Like I know I'm not a morning person. And so I don't try. I just don't, just don't like you will not hear from me before nine o'clock unless I had a very early morning and I've had a workout and I'm like, with it. Cause yeah. I just not, and I know this about myself never have been, yeah. or maybe it's cause I was forced to, as a kid, like getting up early and playing sports and doing all the things like I want to sleep past six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's a super important thing to do. So when you're working with women, I'm sure it takes you, I mean, you learn about something every day. Of course. 
how do you help entrepreneurs overcome the pivot? Because like, I'll give me for an example, when I started my business and I went in there, I went to the live launch trying to sell something to a consumer and not a business B2B was is def- definitely what a live launch I think is better for just because of the money and the purpose, uh, business consumer, it's a little bit different and trying to hit a price point. Right. I wanted to help moms get mm-hmm. prepared in bad situations or get prepared in case something were to happen to them or their spouse or somebody right. And have that manual for their home. It's a yeah. great concept. There's nothing out there like it, but when I was marketing it, people wanted the Instagram help. How are you posting? How are you getting everything that you need to do done? I don't know how to do that. How did you do that video? And then it turned into me teaching Instagram and boot camps, which very lucrative. That's sure. what people want. And it helps them in business and invest in their business and trying to go over that hump of, well, this is passion versus productivity, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the question is like, how do you guide? How do you them? help? How do you help entrepreneurs with committing to the thing that makes sense monetarily? Mm-hmm. It, they still enjoy it, but it wasn't like their goal. So do you help entrepreneurs figure that out? Because it's almost that, that self-doubt, like I have no business teaching that. That's not what I was trying to teach. I mean, I think it depends, right? Like I wouldn't coach somebody to teach something that they don't want to teach long-term unless it was a means to an end, which it sounds like for you possibly was, right? Like I'll give you a specific example. I have a client right now who, or a woman in our community right now who is really wants to build a community for um, women in healthcare to kind of find ways to make money, not in healthcare, right? Healthcare is used to be a really amazing career. Unfortunately, these days, it's not as amazing as it once was. And there's these people with really expensive degrees and really, you know, a lot of time invested in a career and they see no out, right? They're well-paid. They've spent a shit ton of money on education. And they're like, they've got this golden handcuff thing going on. Like her passion is to create that community, but like girlfriend's got to pay the bills, right? She's the breadwinner in her house, um, you know, all those different things. So for me, it's like, how can we, how can we use one tool to fuel a passion? So I would never recommend somebody go all in on a business that doesn't set their soul on fire because that's that's where burnout comes from, right? Right. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, right? Like I had a wildly successful corporate career. I was very good at it. I could have done it forever. That doesn't mean that I would have lived any kind of life of, you know, fulfillment in that. So for me, sure. it's really about like, what's your true heart's purpose and getting to know yourself in that way. That's where that self-trust comes in that like, I am so passionate about this thing. It sets my soul on fire. Therefore I know I have to be successful because I believe it's a gift that God gave me to bring to to life. So I would get more on the idea of like, you know, perfect, really get into the the vision of like, what's the perfect life for you and how do we create that? And yeah, sometimes we have to do some crap we don't want to do while we build this other thing. Um, And that's okay. And I think that's, that's really, you know, how I would advise somebody through that is yeah, teaching Instagram pays the bills for now while you find a way to bring this other thing to life. Like that's totally fine. But if you stay in this lane for too long, you know, you do run the risk of burnout. You run the risk of a lot of other things, which is where, you know, the continued reinvention for me has come from is I kept doing things that I could do, not things that I wanted to do. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you just, <clears throat> just like you, like, I mean, yeah. I'm a mom. Sometimes you just have to do things that you don't yeah. want to do, but <laughs> right. You know, it is what it is. Comes with the territory of business or doing whatever it is that you want to do. Right. right. So we mentioned the six, uh, leadership principles and how they impact growth for both entrepreneurs and professional corporate women. So can we dive into those a little bit more? 
Absolutely. Um, so the reason it starts with self-trust um, is because there's nobody in the world that we've lied to more than ourselves. <laughs> right. 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 You know, I'm going to get up early tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to answer that text message. I'm not going to get pissed off when that happens. I'm not going to yell at my kids. I swear I'm going to do all the things I'm going to do today, right? Like there's nobody in the world that we've lied to more than ourselves. So I always recommend the first place we start is in like really learning to have a relationship with ourselves. And when somebody first, like when I first started on that path, Heather, I thought it was so weird. I'm like, what do you mean relationship with myself? Like I live in here all day long. Right. But like really learning to separate like who I am, like heart and soul versus who I am in my mind, right? Like the intellectual kind of piece, pulling that apart um, and getting into like, again, the intellectual mind and then the really heart and soul and like, what does my heart and soul want? And starting to really start to honor those things. So for you, again, using the example, what you wanted to do and kind of where you've ended up, you know, teaching Instagram feeds the brain, but like helping women prepare for bad situations feels the heart, you know, how, how do we feed the heart? Maybe we just feed the heart by volunteering or making a donation or, you know, supporting someone, you know, is struggling in some way, right. Sending, helping somebody, you know, the time we're recording this around Christmas, right. It's buying Christmas gifts for someone or something like there's ways you can fuel your soul. And so that to me starts that self-trust process of trusting yourself and the nudges that you have and the voice in your head and, um, trusting your intuition, you know, so often I've, I've yet, and I, I mean, I do this often to myself, so I know other people do it too. I get ideas and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best idea ever. And then I like, by the time I get to like bring the idea to life, I have just like turned it over six ways from Sunday, made it stupid, made it terrible, made it a bad idea. But if Heather had that idea, I'd be like, girlfriend, let's bring it to life tomorrow. Right. Like that's what I mean by really developing self-trust, right? Like okay. trusting your idea and, and, and your heart and, and all those different things. We're going with but your gut. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Um, and then personal responsibility is owning it right? Like we have to own the role that we play, whether we have, whether we don't like where we are or we like where we are, it, it's ours. Right. And like radical personal responsibility is I get to create whatever it is I want to create good, bad, ugly career, business, life, marriage, whatever. And I'm not blaming anybody for anything in that capacity, but it's like, we got to start with, with owning it, um, and, and taking responsibility moving forward. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you have done this so beautifully in just a short time. You've told me your story where you're like, okay, you know, you, you had stuff happening and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do something about this. And I think that's, it sounds like so much of what you want to do for women is, is help them. So personal, so first we have to learn to trust ourselves and then we have to take control. Right. So me, that's personal responsibility. And then from there we move into self-awareness, right. Strengths, weaknesses, who are you, um, all those different things, because so much of who we are was given to us, not, um, not determined. Right. Sure. Um, so I use, you know, there's a lot of different examples, family, friends, politics, money, you know, all of those things There's so much research that tells us that those ideas are often given to us by our parents, um, or how we're raised or even where we're born. Right. Um, so self-awareness is really kind of digging through those things. Do I like this? Do I want to keep this? Um, you know, do I have this belief, you know, for me, I grew up in a blue collar family. My dad drove a truck, right? Hard work equals money, right? I have been trying to break up with that for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. you know, because if hard work really equaled money, we'd have a lot more people making a lot more money in the world, right? Like there's, sure. there's people that have figured out how to make money without working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I've had to unwind that belief. That's a belief that I don't want to keep. Um, but like another one that I tell that's really silly. Um, my mom, I told you she, she worked at Nabisco and made cookies on our house all the time, but we weren't allowed to eat sugar cereal. Like that was just not a thing in our house. Mom was like, I'm not feeding you cereal for breakfast. I might as well feed you cookies for breakfast. Like we're not doing that. 
Um, and so when I had kids and my husband was like, cereal, I'm like, no, we're not feeding our kids. That is like, what do you mean? We're not feeding? I'm like, no, it's just sugar. But like, that's a belief that I have that like, we just don't eat sugar cereal. It's not good for you. Like, I'm like, I'm right. to that because it's a good belief <clears throat> to have that sugar cereal is not good for you. Right. Um, so that's really that self-awareness piece. Like what are my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs? Do I like them? Which ones do I want to keep? Which ones do I want to get rid of? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Am I trying to put myself, like we were talking about the podcast example earlier, right? Yeah. So then from there, we move into self-concept and self-concept is how you view yourself, right? Um, simply put, right? Like what are your beliefs about yourself? And some people believe that they're amazing at what they do and they're incredible and all the things. And some people believe that they're not, you know, so many of us walk around this self-concept. If not, that's where imposter syndrome comes in for me, Heather, right? Is what yeah. are our beliefs about ourselves? And oftentimes it's not good enough. Um, who am I? You know, nobody's going to pay me for that. Like all of that drama. So self-concept is really understanding how do we see ourselves and then re-scripting how do we want to see ourselves. Um, And so that is such an important one because again, we don't even, it's, and it's so sneaky. It's so subconscious. Like we've said it to ourselves so many times that we don't even know we're doing it. So this one's actually one of the ones that I think like gets in there and twists around a lot because it's hard to write down and think about the things that you think about yourself because they're things that you would never say to a friend or your child or anything, but we say it to ourselves all day long. So, um, and then we move into, um, from their emotional intelligence, right? It's like, we got to stop being led around by our emotions all day. Um, you know, emotions are simply sensations in the body. Um, sometimes they inform decisions, but most of the time they shouldn't. Well, sure. Right. right? Cause we, we like to run off emotion and not logic sometimes because it does overtake a lot. That's why people have moments of passion and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's understanding that, right. It's understanding those emotions again, understanding where they come from, understanding, um, those triggers. This is really important for just leadership in general. Um, I found that the first time I was given a leadership role inside of an organization, um, it was not, I was not, I did not have the EQ to handle it. Um, meaning I desired more to like, to lead from control versus to lead from compassion and connection. That's like the biggest transformation that I've had to make, um, in running a company is like, and it's like raising kids, you know, don't we just love if we just told them what to do, they do it. Um, no, that's why they tell you when you're communicating, you have a five-year-old, when you're communicating with your children, you're supposed to get down on their level and look at them in their eyes and talk to them. Right. Like that to me is true emotional intelligence. It's not, um, it's really understanding that it's not about control and it's really about our emotions. And then finally is the growth mindset piece, right? We're not stuck. We're not a tree. We can get up and move. Uh, you know, we can, we can make different choices. Um, this is where like abundance and appreciation and gratitude and all those things really come in, um, is even if we don't like where we are right now, we're not stuck there. Um, so it's really, you know, there are no particular order. Um, some people go through the process differently. In, yeah. in what I found kind of their evolution. And I know that none of these principles are new, but like I said, I asked myself the question, the first question you asked me hundreds of times this year, like I coached hundreds and hundreds of women. Why are some of them running multiple six figure companies? And some of them had to go get jobs because they couldn't make their businesses work. And it really boiled down to something inside of these six principles. Sure. And I could really resonate with the one with the belief system, with the, with the serial, yep. right. <clears throat> For, and I'm still working through it and it's very hard. Oh. So growing up. So my mom is educator. Um, Mm -hmm. my dad was in sales. My sister is now a principal at, at, at a elementary school. My mom's retired reading specialist. And my dad's about to retire in in school as well. And growing up, my sister and I had perfect attendance from kindergarten to senior year. We did not miss a day of school. 
Um, actually, there, if you are on video, that's a certificate of attendance for the four years of high school right there. <laughs> I got a certificate. It's there. It's sad and sick. But at the same time, it was an accomplishment, right? Right. And so as I was going through school, like we didn't miss school. We just mm-hmm. knock on wood, never got sick. And then we just didn't miss school unless it was for like a school event or something that, you know, a Jewish holiday and it was excused, all those things. Right. And so when I got to senior year, two weeks before, three weeks before I got super sick, it was just being run down because I was prepping for college. I was playing on four soccer teams, trying to get my scholarship up and running for them. And then just trying to like survive senior year and working. It was a lot of stuff. And I got super sick and I was like, I'm going to school next day. And I was like, no, you're not. We just made a house call at midnight to the doctor. You've got laryngitis, bronchitis, all the things you're not going. If you want to play in the you know championship game, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm going to school. I got two weeks left, like for a perfect streak for 12 years. No, not right. happening. I'm going, I will sneak out of my door. Like, and she looked at me and she's like, you're serious. I'm like, yeah, I will sneak out of my door and or the window or whatever and go <clears throat> now fast forward. Right. Mm-hmm. got the certificate, got the thing thinking I was going to get maybe some sort of grant money for school. Pfft, nothing. Not it's great thing to put on a resume. Ooh, she's a dedicated person. Ooh, 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 it's a character. Now my kids are in third, second and kindergarten. Have they missed a day of school? Nope. I mm-hmm. sent my kid when he was in kindergarten, my oldest, and he had a little bit of a stomach thing and he wasn't really, I was like, mm, borderline. I sent him. Cause anxiety, I was like, we, we, don't, we just don't miss school. We just don't. Oh, 30 minutes later, get a call. Uh, Theo super sick. Needs to come home. He threw up all over the, the classroom. Like now I just humiliated my child. Cause I just sent him over my bad, like idea. Right. Don't miss school. Now he poor thing. I hopefully he doesn't remember it. Now he's home. He's fine. But it's like, Heather, what's wrong with you? It's kindergarten. He can miss a day at kindergarten. It's not right. going to ruin his future. He's not going to miss or have a bunch of homework. Right. And I'm trying to now be okay with if they're sick, they don't go to school, mm-hmm. which is so hard because my sister, same thing. We just don't miss school. We didn't take vacations to take school. These people are like, oh, we're not going to be in town. We're going to, de-. I'm like, it's a school day. You can't take vacation on a school day. What are you taking off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Like you go on Friday after school, you will return on the Tuesday because Monday is a holiday. Like that's how we did it. That's so funny. But people just are like, you know, I used to skip school. I didn't do senior skip day. And I think I missed out on a lot of things as a kid. Cause look, right. they're like, were you the only one at school? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Did I get extra credit? No. Like, <laughs> so trying to get over that belief if it's okay. Cause it was instilled like yeah. nothing bad's going to happen if you miss a no. day of school. Right. Has that trickled over into your work? Like, do you have drama around missing work? I don't take days off of work. Like I was forced at my job to take the personal days you use them or lose them. And I was just like, I don't, I just don't, I never had to, I just always worked or if I like needed it, you know, whatever. Some days I worked harder than others because, but they're like, no, you're going to take these days off. Like you can't come in. You don't email, like you let other people handle it. I'm like, what is this concept? Like, I don't know how, like, so I like I Friday off because I get my kids back from their dad. And I was like, I wanted to make it. So I wasn't working a half day. I could get real prepared. So I haven't seen them in seven days. I'm going to have to give them back the next day. And I'm going to take off the day that I get them back for the rest of Christmas break. And I was like, that seems logical. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to work. I don't have to take them to school. I don't have to show up, but it's very odd to me. Right. But it's okay. Totally. It's healthy. Yeah. People call in sick all the time. Me, I'm like, 
work's got to get done. Moms don't get sick days, you know? Um, so it's a hard concept I'm learning is right. to like miss because I'm such a rule follower. I'm so funny. I am. I, I used to be. I used to be. And I, it's interesting, the farther and farther I get out of corporate America, the more I'm like, why, why do these rules even exist? Like this is the stupidest thing ever. I know. And it's, some rules are meant for safety and sure. then some rules are right. like, you know, when my kid wants a popsicle because his braces were making his teeth hurt for the morning. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know what, what was going to, it's not going to kill you. You're not going to, it's not going to set off bad habits for the rest of your life. Um, it's yeah. Right. So it's, overcoming those things that we grow, like we grow up with too, which brings it right into the business. Like you are to like, I succeeded at everything that I did. I can't fail. I can't fail. I can't fail. I've got to make it work. I need to make it work this way. When bringing someone else in like you, Mm -hmm. uh, everyone should have a business coach. Everyone should have someone helping them through because getting a fresh perspective, it's so hard to see the frame when you're in the picture. Yeah. No, it's, it's so hard to see. Cause like, I have a girlfriend who always says like, you can't, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. That's a good one. Yeah. It's my favorite where it's like, yeah, of course. Um, when it's yours and you have all the pieces and you're emotionally attached and all this stuff, like an outside perspective is so important. And then you have to be able to take that information, not get offended, not right. be like, Oh, what are they talking about? But actually take it as constructive and be like, okay, it's not all about me and my thing. That's why we do market research because you, you think this is a really good idea. And then people are like, yeah, no. Or I would rather it this way. And you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have to overcome those obstacles. Like you might not like them, but right. even finding a way around them to make it work and then maybe make that a different aspect. So how does one work with you and yeah. what what's that like? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, um, so I do, I do a couple of things now. I, um, so I actually killed like all my business coaching programs. So I, wow. um, yeah, no, we don't do any wow. anymore. Cause that's like the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that was just the buzz, like mm-hmm. launching yeah. Yeah. COVID yep. programs. You have to have a program. You have to have a course. Like no. what's your program? What's your course? It's like, eh. no. No. okay. Uh, I killed it all in January. So I, my whole story. So, you know, I left corporate America, um, started a business teaching sales to new entrepreneurs that went very well, um, coached hundreds of women wound up in that starting a business in partnership with my then business coach, um, which was a sales training program for sales teams. So I went from like work with the individual entrepreneur to sales teams. And so that was a program, um, ultimately made the decision to retire my program and step into the CEO as the CEO of that business. And, um, that went very south, very fast. There was a lot of values misalignment with my partner, a lot of, you know, kind of one of those like wizard of Oz got a peek behind the curtain and was like, Whoa, not okay yeah. here. Um, and so at the end of 2021, got an opportunity to kind of reinvent myself. And so was in this just really weird place and didn't want to touch the business side at all. Like I was like, I'm done with all of that and launched, um, a community called be in the room. So we call that a, a conscious leadership collective. It's like part mastermind, part membership. Um, it was really about taking the guru out of the room, right. Taking the person out that has all of the answers, um, that's supposed to, you know, prescribe the solution, uh, and really kind of implementing the, the group think the mastermind idea of like, oh, I'm a genius at this, and this person's a genius at this. And, oh, that's a really cool idea. I didn't even know that that was a thing, but so-and-so in the mortgage industry does it this way. And I bet I 
could implement that in my business. So we've really created more of that. Um, that. So that's been really, really cool, exciting and rewarding and challenging in all sorts of different ways. Cause I went from selling business and money and ROI to, you know, safety and community and partnership and collaboration and permission to take your foot off the gas and like collect and be who you want to be. So it's been a really interesting year. Um, but we did just recently launch a, um, my team and I just a, a boutique agency where we are, we're actually consulting more than coaching because one of the things, again, going back to my self-leadership principles, I mean, I've given away millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of marketing and sales strategies to people. Um, some people paid me, some people got them for free, like just depending on where they met me. Um, but some people just didn't implement. And it was like, why the hell aren't they implementing? So um, my team and I are going to step in and do like a consulting kind of done for you piece. Um, so really in the relationship building side of marketing. So um, starting with content, getting into conversations all the way to sales. So the whole cycle, um, and that'll be, you know, done for you consulting and, um, and strategy. So that's a huge okay. shift. It's the first time that I've not been like just the coach or just the strategist in a business place where like my team and I are actually going to bring things to life. And it's been really fun. I wrote, um, just wrote like an email sequence for a client of mine, which I'm super excited about. So flexing some new muscles right now. That's really great. I think people really do need a handhold. I mean, that's why I think they ask, like, what do I do? I still have clients that, I mean, I don't no longer work with them or, or we don't, they don't pay me, but sure, I, sure. I just got a text yesterday. Like, I can't remember how to get this link onto my flow desk and it's driving me crazy. And I'm just, I'm stuck. I'm like, no problem. Remember da, 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 da. And I love that they still use me as that resource because it's just, it, people just need a handhold sometimes, or it's just not their, their strength, or they feel like they need permission almost to implement it. Uh, and someone needs to like have that expertise in order for that permission to feel like it's valid. So, I mean, that's wonderful. And sometimes you just need someone to kick you in the pants and be like, well, this is what we're doing. Cause this is, if you don't want to do it, we'll do it for you. And this is what we need. And then you don't have to feel like you're doing it. Like, you know, and investing in your business, you have to invest, make, spend money to make money, but you also yeah. invest, you can write it off guys, yeah. get a good tax person to figure that out for you. It's a business investment. So, um, strongly encourage anyone and everyone listening to go and check out Ryan, because I've, like I said, jumped at the chance of having you here. Cause you are just, uh, a, a, a being in just, <laughs> Thank you so like, much. I love following you and, um, yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. And, uh, thank you for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge and, um, would love to hear some feedback from the listeners on what they had to think. And if you have questions, where can we find you if they have questions or want to reach out? Yeah. Well, thank you um, so much for the, the opportunity and the conversation. So, um, we do have a Facebook group, uh, called be in the room. Um, so that we spend a lot of time there on Instagram or at be in the room official. Um, it's very Hamilton, by the way, excuse me. It's very Hamilton, like in the room yeah, when it yeah. happened. I saw when I read it, I was like, oh, I feel like Hamilton vibes right now. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I didn't know that, like when we chose it, because originally it started as, as the room and then for trademarking purposes, we turned it into be in the room. And then somebody's like, is that like a thing of Hamilton? And I had like, go look it up. Cause I didn't know. It yeah. Was. It's just um, like, Ooh. Yeah. But for me, it was, you know, our whole lives have been told to get into the right room, uh, you know, to be in the room with the right people. And so that's really what 
my vision is to, to create, but specifically for, you know, really powerful, really smart women is when we put us all in the room together, like that is where the magic happens. Like we become so unstoppable and it's so much fun. Um, so that's, those are kind of the, the two best places. Our website is be in the room.org. Um, and that's kind of all the membership side. And then, um, you can go to uncensoredconsulting.com forward slash leadership, uh, to download the ebook on the self-leadership principles. So I walk through all six of them. I give you some more stories. There's a lot of exercises because it's a lot of self-reflection. Um, but it's a really, um, it's a good one. I've walked our community through it and, um, it's kind of fun to kind of, when we dig around inside of our, ourselves, um, and we get rid of the programming and really start to lean into who we are. Uh, it's cool to watch that magic happen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making magic happen here. And, uh, I encourage everyone to go check out Ryan Dowdy and, um, please give us some feedback, rate and review. And, uh, again, thank you again for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. We'll catch you next time on another episode. Thank you so much for being here, Ryan. Thanks Heather. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.